I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Podcast. Well, this is an Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, iHeart, or on Spreaker. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Bo Sebus, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Ooh, Bo Sebus, here we go. Well, after six weeks of stacking and adding units, we finally had a losing week and dropped, uh, it, was, it was one unit, right? One Which, unit. Yeah, let me make sure I got my numbers right. Dropped one unit, that's no big deal, we'll make that up, we'll make that up just like that, but but in honor of that Buffalo Bills field goal debacle at the end of their game that cost us our winning week, and seeing how they fired the offensive coordinator for it, um... Uh, for some reason, I don't know. Um, I would like to assign Boceva some blame for our losing week also. So, obviously, the first thing I did is I called the sweet little uh, Hispanic lady who cleans my house once a month and, and tidies up. And I told her that she's fired and maybe next time, <laughs> maybe next time don't pick Cincy minus seven. So, you know, think about that next time. And then, and then you know, when I got done with that, I, I looked around and I saw the a stupid lazy fat cat laying around doing nothing so i went over there and i you know i gave it a little kick can't fire a cat but i can kick it and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know when she looked up at me with the look of like what the fuck i said hey maybe don't lose the second leg of a of a teaser you know or maybe maybe next time you'll lose a real leg so so that's that's what i did to take care of that <laughs> and now that we got all of our problems and our blame game taken care of, how about, Bo Sebus, we get back on the winning train so I don't have to go murder my granny. Now, whether you are here for the funny. <laughs> oh, hilarious, hilarious. We're 10 hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. It's called having a sense of humor and laughing. You should fucking try it once in a while. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. And as always, here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, 
Tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, hold me hip, choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Houston Hustle by Spindletop Brewery in Houston. That's Houston with an H. Mm. Texas, 2.25 out of 5 stars. And I'm drinking this beer tonight because it has become very apparent to me, Longhorn, that the Houston Texans definitely put the old Houston Hustle on the city of Cleveland. They traded away what was, in his last season in Houston, a below-average quarterback for, I believe, 17 first-round picks. Now, I generally am the numbers guy, and usually my numbers are accurate, but this is the fun part of the show, where I get to embellish the truth, so just roll with me on it. And then Cleveland paid him more money than the entire state is worth on the open market, and I know that because we have tried several times to sell Cleveland to Canada. Those commie bastards just keep lowballing us on that number. Yeah, they don't want it. And since being in Cleveland, I think he's played a total of about nine snaps in two years, and he has a quarterback rating of negative 173. My God, Cleveland, how can you possibly be this bad at everything? Well, they didn't they didn't earn that label mistake on the lake for nothing, um, but you know, I don't think you're quite. You got to factor in his, uh, his hit percentage in the uh, massage parlors, so you're not really you're not giving really his his due there. He's he's killing it in the <laughs> massage parlor. Like he never ever misses. Oh, he always at least spunks on his own stomach. All right, Ugh. boys and girls, we're gonna get in the podcast. We're going over every game in the NFL in the air tonight, and of course, of course we're gonna get you paid with those free picks as we always do but right now we have to get paid and to do that here is this week's sponsor this week's podcast is sponsored by meanpingpills.com are you having trouble in the bedroom you know what i mean does your one-eyed monster have the pink eye did your lion pinocchio get a dose of the true serum is your kirby fucking striking out every night well i have your solution it's mean ping pills mean ping pills will have your fuck fin swim the vaginal canal like a champ in no time Mean Pink Pills are made from all natural ingredients, which consist of 98% fix of flat and 2% sugar. So if your love gun is shooting blanks, your damn lap rocket won't blast off, your fucking disco stick forgot how to boogie, goddammit, if your steaming semen trunk has run out of gas, you gotta get Mean Pink Pills, baby. Go to MeanPinkPills.com and put in our code word GloryHope for 10% off their custard launcher starter program. That's MeanPinkPills.com, code word GloryHope for 10% off their services. One more time, MeanPeenPills.com, code word, glory hole. Holy shit, Longhorn, those Mean Peen Pills. Well, after dropping a unit last week, we might need some of those Mean Peen Pills to get back in the fucking game there, if you know what I mean, buddy. No, no we don't need those pills. We're gonna we're coming long and strong this weekend. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna bust this son of a bitch up. <laughs> is happening right now what's happening over here excuse me what is happening here what is happening what the fuck just happened oh you know what's happening it's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight baby
Oh, yes, sir. It is time to get it on for week 11 of the NFL season. Oh, boys and girls, we are ready to rock and roll. And we're starting in that fucking black and blue division of the AFC North. Those Cleveland, not so massaged anymore, Browns are currently one point home favorite over those Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I, I I talked about it before I get going. I talked about last week how I hated this slate last week. I fucking love the slate this week. I love it a little too much. Um, I don't like it when I'm this um, confident on. I'm just kind of scrolling. There's only about yeah, there's only about three games that that I really don't like and probably won't bet on. So it's either going to be a really really awesome week or a fucking crash and burn. Um, but this, I mean, I love this one. This is, I loved it when Pittsburgh was plus four, put the bet in on Monday and I love it now at plus one. Now that Watson's out, I don't care. I'm not interested in trying to figure out why Pittsburgh wins and how they win. And they're not supposed to win. I don't care. They just keep winning. This is a, they're a dog. This is the, the spot they went in. So go ahead and hit the sounder. Get that out of the way because I was gonna hit, I was gonna hit the sounder when they were plus four with Watson in. I'm sure as hell gonna hit the sounder. Actually, it's probably less likely that they win now that PJ Texas Walker is in there. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know, but Watson had, he was starting to come on. He had his moments here and there in the last two games of of looking really good. But he also had his moments the last two games looking really fucking terrible. So um, I'm not sure if I I don't know. I don't know if I like it more or or um, less that Watson's not in there. But either way, I was hitting a sounder. So I like Pittsburgh to win and cover in this game. And uh, I was never, ever going to be on any other side. What do you got? Yeah, I grabbed Pittsburgh plus the four in my online contest as soon as these lines came out. So I was definitely leaning with you there. I did forget to say uh, the before, buy, after buy. So we have no before the buy teams this week because guess what? There's uh, nobody on a fucking buy next week because it's fucking Thanksgiving. All right, all right. Oh, so uh, we so we're doing double pod next week. Is that how we do it? Uh, we'll right. we'll see. All right, we'll talk about it. Uh, we do have some after the buy teams now. Nobody falls into that here. Obviously, the numbers on this one now at this line are split. It's actually a no call. It's not split at all. Uh, it's right where the power ranking said that it should be. Uh, and you can say Watson. You know, P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger, whatever. It's been a pretty good mix of them both. They have, it hasn't been that big a difference as far as the team's overall productivity. So I feel confident that our power rankings are still good on the game. So not a lot of value at this number. Now the buckets are on Pittsburgh, 61-39 EV. So big, big call on Pittsburgh there. And the one thing I found out about Pittsburgh this season, you talk about you don't care how they win, how they win, blah, blah, blah. Look. At this point, I truly believe that Pittsburgh could score less points than the other team and still win the game somehow. <laughs> I do truly to my soul believe that somehow they could score less points and the NFL would declare them the victors. So, yeah, it's fucking Pittsburgh that, pass. I'm, that I'm is done with a this shit. physical impossibility from where you're, I am standing, sir. <laughs> but that, I don't know if you I saw I know it. your tricks, Tomlin. I know your tricks. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the over-under on this, but that's about as low as I've ever seen one in the NFL. I, I didn't. What was the total? It's at 33 right now. Holy shit. We were getting in <laughs> Iowa territory, boys and girls. Not quite that bad, but it's getting pretty fucking close. Getting God close. damn, what a fucking gross-ass game. Yeah, That's the Hello Corner TV game if I wasn't picking the underdog to win outright. 
I don't give a fuck. Even if I, I don't <laughs> fucking care if we have money on them. I don't care if I have them in the content. I'm not watching a single down of PJ Walker, Texas Ranger versus Kenny fucking Pickett. Not one mm-hmm. down. I can promise you, promise mm-hmm. you on everything that I own, I will not watch one down of that fucking game. Ugh. Fantastic. All right. All right, moving on. Oh, this game should be entertaining, though, and I will watch as much of this game as I possibly can. It's those Houston, those Houston swindling Texans. Woo, five. Okay, this team has won like three games in the last decade, and they're five-point <laughs> home favorites now over those Arizona fighting midgets. Yeah, and this is the Danger Zone game of the week. I talked about on Monday how I grabbed Arizona at plus six, and the line was creeping down midweek. I saw it as low as four. I don't know if it got any lower than that. Um, it's creeping back up to five, so I expect this to kind of go back and forth. I don't care. I'm, I, I would take, I would take Arizona all the way down to three and a half. That would be my cutoff point for them, and we'll see how this line goes and settles in on Sunday. Uh, Look, I know it's not easy to go against Stroud, and I'm not really interested in fading him at all if he's ever a dog. As a matter of fact, I probably will not ever fade him as a dog the rest of the year if that even happens. We'll see. Um, but Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, it'll happen. So I won't be fading him as a dog, but I will fade him as a favorite. We just saw them play Tampa Bay here at home in Houston two weeks ago, and they got jumped. They were behind pretty large at halftime. And Stroud obviously, you know, made that awesome second half comeback and threw for 500 yards or whatever he did. But they still only won the game by uh, two points. Should have been three, but either way, it was a, it was a close game, and that was against Tampa. Uh, now I know Arizona's bad; they've been a bad team most of the year, but they do have Kyler back. Uh, there, there's some magic there. There's some things that I mean. He, look, the, the over/under is 49. They're, they're, this is going to be a back and forth game. There's going to be a lot of points in this game. You know, at five points, six points, three and a half, I don't care. Give me the underdog in this. This is going to be a close game. It's going to come down to the end. I do expect Houston to win. I will not pick against Stroud to lose in this spot for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I like, I like the dog here. What do you got? I don't have much on this game. Uh, the numbers agree with Houston and the buckets agree with Houston. So, there's no possible chance I could bet Arizona uh, simply because of that. But I'm going to have a lot of fun watching this game, so we'll see uh, how it plays out. Collar, you know, he was okay in his first game back. He was what you kind of expect him to be, uh, kind of middling, losing most of the time to a very, very shitty Atlanta team. Now, Hughes' defense obviously isn't any better than Atlanta, so, you know, I don't think he'll have trouble scoring the ball. Um, but he had trouble last week. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at on this one. But, yeah, there's no chance it could be on Arizona at all. All right. All right, moving on. It's those Green Bay Packers. They are three-point home dogs to your Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> That's crazy. I've only I've only got uh two games that are going to have sounders and you just hit both of them back to back. So hit that sounder. Give me those Green Bay Packers. This is a close your eyes and just and just think about it like think about this game being played before it's played. Close your eyes. It's late November. It's cold in Green Bay, and the Los Angeles freaking Chargers are coming to town, 
and they're laying three they points. They got sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. This ain't freaking happening. This is, uh, the, you know, Love is a shitty quarterback. We all know that at this point. Uh, but he did have his best performance. Ah, sports take. He did have his best performance last week. And uh, there's just a lot of talent on Green Bay. And they're a proud franchise. And that's only going to get you so far. I get that. But you're getting plus three at home. It was three and a half. If, if you don't feel like taking the, the three, wait a little bit. It might tick back up to the three and a half by game time. Um, but it doesn't matter to me because Green Bay is winning this game. Uh, let's see if I have anything else written down. Uh, yeah, weather. Uh, no. Yeah, so, yeah. So oh, the, the performance last week by L.A., that was, to me, the Chargers had their kind of like Hail Mary last-ditch awesome effort last week against the Detroit Lions. Yeah. They came up with the L. Okay, so and and that's that's as good as Herbert can play. That's as good as he can carry this bad coaching staff. So now you're going on the road after L in your best effort. Eh, I don't I don't like the spot for them, and I like Green Bay at home plus three, and I'm picking them to win the game. Yep. So numbers agree, Green Bay. Buckets agree, Green Bay. Uh, yeah, it's Green Bay definitely from your past now. Inside this game a little bit, both these teams know, obviously, their season is over. Now, the rumor is that if the Chargers lose, Staley is fired. Hmm. Now, the assumption is the fat midget will take over what is, which that's what all the Herb stands, like my buddy Longhorn, have been jizzing their pants for. But the other side of that coin is Boise State just fired their coach, and supposedly there is a backdoor almost agreement already that the fat midget is going to come home and take over that program as soon as Staley gets the fucking boot. So too bad, Herbs. Well, first of all, I don't, I do not, I'm not sold on uh, fat Kellen Moore anymore. I watched him last week on eight straight goal line, and I mean goal line, on the one opportunities. And it took all eight attempts with the penalty helping along to reset the downs for him to get a touchdown. And he's got, I think he caught the Jason Garrett flu and it never left him. He's got the the Garrett virus in his, in his blood. They, for whatever reason, and and all the stupid teams do this. So it, it, to me, until he proves otherwise, he's not ready to be a big time offensive coordinator. He's a good offensive coordinator, but he's not going to be a great difference making offensive coordinator because they lined up in that stupid ass fucking jumbo package that Jason Garrett used to do all the time. Give me the jumbo. And get stuffed every fucking time. He got stuffed three fucking times in a row with Eckler in that stupid bunch jumbo package that never fucking works. And long story short, after eight attempts, he finally spread it out, did a little play action, and oh, what do you know, hit a wide open guy in the back of the end zone because they had deception. It's just, I'm not sold on him. I don't I don't know if he's... If he's just too smart for his own good, or what the deal is, and but we know the head coach for for the Chargers sucks, and I, I still think that the coach for Green Bay is good. So you do have a, a coaching edge in this game for the home team. So yeah, everything everything points to Green Bay to me. Yeah, quick side note on that. So I was watching the, a little bit of the Dallas game, and uh, what's the t- oh, Greg Olson has yeah. become a really good fucking play by play, or not play by play, but. Uh, Color, he's really color, good. yeah, and he literally <laughs> called it like on the Cowboy game. He's like, "Play action here should have the tight end wide open in the back of the end zone." Of course, that's what the Cowboys did. He's like, "Look, man, he's like, it's almost impossible to stop. You just 
play action. The guy fake blocks you release. He's like, you just sprint to the pylon, and as long as the ball is thrown to the pylon, it, he's like, it's literally uncoverable. So you just do that. Yeah, no, I mean, not, not killing more. We're going jumbo. Yeah, no, fuck that. Uh, the other side of it is, for me, the Packers should still be giving max effort. Um, just because, again, Jordan Love, it's his first starting season. Like I said, the coach is good. He's not going to get it fired. He's not going anywhere. And Jordan Love's trying to play for a job next year. And also, the line, dude, is just fucking wrong. Okay, so there are three-and-a-half-point dogs in Pittsburgh. That means that Pittsburgh is one-and-a-half point better than them on a neutral, which I disagree with that, but I'll accept it. So now, let's let's just say that's true for the sake of argument. So them being three-point dogs at home, which means they are five-point worse than the Chargers on the neutral, which means the Chargers are three-and-a-half points better than the Steelers on a neutral field? I don't fucking think so. Like, and I plus I've been digging into the relationship between first down uh, possessions or first downs per 100 possessions and delta points scored. And look, just to spare everybody, you know, a bunch of math and machinations, the Chargers fall into a spot Thank only you. five teams have been in since 2012. All five of those teams 0 and 5 ATS with a negative 11 and a half point ATS margin. So yeah, go pack go. All right. All right, moving on. Oh, it's those Washington Redskins. <laughs> and they are nine-point home favorites yeah. over the New York, we don't really play football anymore, Giants. Yeah, and you just said it right there. Like, this is normally and almost every uh, – and we'll go over it. But, like, I think almost every other game – in these division dogs, this is division dog week, by the way. There's a lot of division dogs. Uh, I'm going to be on the, the division dog. Not in this one, though. Um, I don't – and you said it. They're not a real – you can't be a real football team if you don't have a real starting quarterback. And I don't mean – I don't mean like you, you're you – Danny know. DeVito is too small to play quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, well, he's playing, and it's not real. So, um, yeah, if they're going to continue to – like they have Matt Barkley as the backup. That's a, that's a real quarterback who's played in the NFL and sucked – but he's at least a real quarterback. Like if you're start, if you keep throwing out Danny DeVito, I'm gonna keep betting against you <laughs> because you're not interested in winning football games. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna lay the lumber here and uh, quietly. Sam Howell leads the NFL in passing yards. You know, so, however you feel about that, it's not a, not a huge, you know, it's not a stat that's gonna like carry a lot of weight, but it's something, you know. And um, and the enemy quietly also has proven that you know hey maybe he's got a little something as an offensive coordinator because we see how how Kansas City and that offense is, is struggling over there we see what what the enemy's done with uh Sam Howe and, and and this offense over here so that's not nothing what what's going on over there on that offensive side of the ball um so everything traditionally points to me taking the Giants and that big number as a division dog but I'm not fucking doing it and I hope that that dumbass DeVito who likes to run around a lot and get fucking hit like he's a linebacker, I hope he doesn't get knocked out of this game and they put in Barkley who's, you know, capable enough and has taken enough NFL snaps in real games to possibly get that back door. But, yeah, I'm laying the lumber here, and that sounds ridiculous with Washington, but I'm doing it. Yeah, so the numbers agree with the Giants, which traditionally anytime it's a big number, it will agree with the dog. The way we do it, but 
This year, not so much. This year, it's been split at best. And sometimes, I mean, I remember one one week the numbers agreed with Miami, and they were laying like eleven. So it's the the disparity this year between the upper upper crest teams and the the shitty teams is bigger. Or yeah, it's bigger than any any time we've ever been doing this. Honestly, like. And it seems like it's just getting bigger every year. We told you guys uh, on the Monday pod that these big favorites since 2012 have been covering at a fucking alarming fucking clip. It And that's the reason why, because the rich keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer. And then it looks like even some of the effort seems to wane. I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because the quarterback play, the disparity has become so great between the you know four or five that are actually pretty good and the rest of everybody else, I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but it's getting bigger. Yeah. But I, the Buckets do agree with Washington, so I'm definitely not going against that. Um, however, look, man, I pulled a trend on home favorites, nine or more in division week 10 or later, and it was like 54%, and this is since 2012, 54% for the home favorite, the big favorite, right? 86% straight-up winners, only 13 losers in over a decade. Well, one of those losers, you guessed it, the fucking Redskins. In fact, the only time in this in this 10 years, since 2012, they were eight or more point home favorites in division. Well, Longhorn, that would be week 17 in 2016 versus, you yeah. guessed it, the Giants. Oh. The skins were favored by eight, and they lost nineteen to ten straight up. <laughs> so take so them a survivor. So an eleven year, <laughs> an eleven year trend that only loses thirteen percent of the time straight up. The the skins account for one of those, so about eight percent of that. And there, and here's the best part: it's their only appearance in this trend. They're zero in one. On an 86% winning probability, they have zero. Zero. So, there's zero chance. I'm not going to go against the Buckets. There's zero chance I would lay those fucking points with the Redskins because they are the team that will fuck you squarely in the ass. <laughs> it would not shock me at all to see them lose this football game. Wouldn't shock me. I. You could tell a fucking an alien spaceship could crash land in my pool Right fucking now, and I would be less shocked than if the Redskins lost on Sunday. I'd be less shocked. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I would be, but all right. <laughs> I, I think they, I think they win thirty to ten. Oh my god, there's no way they score thirty points. All right, moving <laughs> on. Those Jacksonville Jaguars, my Jacksonville Jaguars. Woo, that was a rough one last week. Oh, I'm telling you, it's a rough one. Uh, seven point though, home favorites over those Tennessee Titans. Uh, yeah, before I get to that, I was just checking your uh, – did you know that they have – did you know that Washington has scored more points this year than the Kansas City Chiefs? Holy shit. I did not know that. That's crazy. Uh, all right, what, what game? Tennessee, Jacksonville? I think they've played one more game than them too, though. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. Uh, yep, they have. They have. All right, uh, Tennessee, Jacksonville. Okay, yeah, so this does fit that classic uh, division dog spot. And plus you got the, the variable factor. But here's the deal. I'm not 
eager to jump on this. And I wrote this that this has to get to seven for me to even consider playing this because when I wrote it, it was at um, six or six and a half. But you're saying it's at seven now? Oh, yeah, it's seven. Yeah, so look, if it's at seven, I gotta, I've got to consider it. But I'm not eager to get on this because Jacksonville is coming off an embarrassing loss that everybody saw because everybody was ready to watch that game last week against San Francisco. And uh, not only that, but, you know, with with uh, the kid at quarterback for Tennessee, um, fuck's his name? It's escaping me. Um, holy shit, what is this? Oh, the Levis? Kid, yeah, Levis, Levi's. Uh, so with, with Levi's, oh, Levi's at quarterback for Tennessee, you're adding some variance there, and, and that changes the, the kind of the calculus there with the whole Tennessee variable as a dog because when you got the steady hand – of Tannehill going along with you know the Vrabel factor and all that that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. But with the with the you know inconsistency that we've seen from Levi's, I'm not as eager to jump on a game like this. Even though this would normally be an absolute auto play for me, especially at seven with Tennessee. So I'm kind of lukewarm here. Um, obviously, Jacksonville to win the game, and I'm considering Tennessee plus seven. What do you got? All right, so numbers agree, Tennessee. Buckets agree, Tennessee, 56.5% EV on that one. Uh, But more importantly than any of that, this is the Numbers Geek. Pick of the week. Nerd alert. Nerd. Nerd. You fucking nerd with your nerd hair. Okay, so this was a little complicated, so follow me on this. Since 2012... If a division dog is coming off a seven-point or more loss to a non-division opponent or more, and they got less than 18 first downs, so they got they were <laughs> seven-point or more dog to non-division, and they oh sorry, and they lost by more than seven points, and they got less than 18 first downs since 2012, 69. And 34 plus 2.3 ATS margin. Now he's like, eh, that's not really considered to be the numbers geek pick. We usually give us something better than that, Bo Sivas. Well, here you fucking go. Same scenario since 2020. So in the last two years, uh, Longhorn 31 and 3 ATS, 91.2% with a plus 9.04 ATS margin, including 4 and 1 already this year. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, Tennessee, all the fucking way. All right. I like it. All right, moving on. Oh, we got the fucking... Oh, your Detroit Lions. Uh, shit, this number bounced way back up already. God damn. So it's at seven and a half in the contest. It's already back pretty much painted eight across the board. They are eight-point home favorites of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, this is a game I'm going to go ahead and and I, we talked about on the Monday recap pod that I uh, the look ahead I, I grabbed uh, Chicago plus 10 just on the case that Fields may play. That's kind of played out. So, you know, uh, at, look, here, here's the deal. If you're if you're going against golf and Detroit right now, then <laughs> you're you're going against it. Just put it that way. It, it's, you're going to have to just plant your flag and know that you're swimming, you know, against Against the uh, in the, Detroit, uh, yeah, you're you're swimming against the current. That's what I know. I am, and that, and 
you know, sometimes that, that's all right. Sometimes that happens. You, you just gotta you gotta make a, a decision um, because Goff is a covering machine. He's he's the best cover quarterback in the NFL right now, and he has covered eleven straight ATS versus not right this, now since he's became a starter. True. Yeah, my bad. And but he's also eleven straight ATS versus this current division. Um, so is that good though? It's pretty good. So okay. I don't have a good reason that I'm that I took the plus 10 um, other than it's just a division dog, but that hasn't really worked out in this uh, certain division, especially with golf and Detroit. So um, very soft lean to I'll hold on to my plus 10. I'd like to see this get down to minus seven for Detroit and I can buy back and maybe I'll catch a middle zero but, chance yeah. that is happening. I, well, I mean, you know, when more of the public finds out that, that, Fields is starting, you know, maybe. You never know. Nah, dude, it went down to seven and a half. It's already backed up to eight and a half at FanDuel. It's painted eight across the board. Everybody found out Fields was playing. The number dropped, and everybody's like, oh, really? Oh, well, give me more fucking Detroit then. I'll just gobble more fucking Detroit. I don't give well, a fuck. Yeah, maybe I can just, I'll just buy back on eight maybe or, and just and just take me, take take that. But, yeah, it's a, it, I'm leaning to Chicago, but I don't like it. Yep, the numbers also are with Chicago, but the buckets are with Detroit. Look, Fields is starting for Chicago. I would say that would be a major lift for this team, but they just won their fucking last game. So I'm really not even sure how excited this team will be to have him back. And this is usually where Detroit is a fucking bully. So they're playing a shitty team. They're at home. They were shitty with Fields. They're shitty without Fields. I think they won as many games without him as they did with him. So, yeah, it's, it's lines are fast. There, there is the look-ahead factor to, to Thanksgiving. It's a big dog. They know they can handle it. I don't know that they'll, you know, be not, not motivated to, you know, really. Yeah, the question for motivation margin is is a legit concern for sure. I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to play Detroit, but there's no way. I, I mean, I didn't grab Chicago at the 10 because I never, I never liked Chicago in this game at all. I wasn't going to lay 10 with Detroit, uh, but because, again, the division dog thing. But at this point, it fucking, it's going 7, 8, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not fucking grabbing 8 for sure. Yeah, I, I will say just last thing on this game, <clears throat> I don't want to spend too much time on this shitty game, but like the Chicago defense, if you're paying attention, it's starting to show a little, little bit of a pulse. And the addition of um, sweat that came in from the Redskins, it's kind of added that missing piece to, you know, a defense that has nice parts. You know, I talk about it every fucking year in the preseason pod about how I love their secondary. Uh, but without a sec, without a pass rush, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter how good your secondary is if you can't rush the passer. Um, and, w- you know, with him coming along, that they're starting to play better. Now, what would you say a pulse would be? Because they, they, <laughs> they played a- good against Carolina. They okay? played good against Carolina. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I mean... They held the Saints to 24 points. That's only because the Saints literally shit down their fucking pants, turned the ball over five times. Before that, they gave up 30 to the Chargers. And then, yeah, they beat a Raiders team at home. It, yeah, it, it's just in the Saints and the Carolina game when they had sweat. Like, they're, they're, yeah, they, they gave up 24, but, you know, it's, it's... 24 that should have been like 50. But that was a taste. That was basically just Taysom Hill. That wasn't. It wasn't Carr doing much in that game. So I yeah, but know. they turned the ball over five fucking times. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, they they got the turnover. So I mean that, and that's that's also true. So I I I will grant you the fact that the uh, fear for margin because of the look ahead and because of everything else is definitely a factor. Uh, but again, 
man, goddamn, Detroit's just such bullies. They're oh, such they fucking are, bullies. Yeah. And they, this, they could easily this win This is their 30. spot where they just they they go up thirty, you know, put up thirty five points. And like, okay, let's see if you can score twenty. I bet you can't, and right. we'll see if they can. All right. All right, moving on. Oh, it's those my hammer Dolphins. Woo! All the way up to 13 and a half point home favorites over our Las Vegas. Surging Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, th- this is a Miami crush spot. I don't care. Um, I watched that that game last week. Ve- I mean, yeah, and I'm bitter that the Jets lost that game because, it, it, you know, I had the Jets in the Super Contest. And I and Vegas, Vegas is – the Jets had so many chances in that fucking game. Like, if you watch that, that game, that was the most. Un, here's what I will say: This is the most un-Vegas thing to have. Like, usually, everything that can games. go wrong, yeah. <clears throat> goes against that team and that franchise. And in that particular game, yeah. they caught every fucking break. They caught yeah. every fucking break. Right. So now it's payback time. Now it's time for the the, the universe to get back to the normal. Go on the road to a, a Miami team in the sun and, and and just get your doors blown. I hope Vegas is fat and happy after the last two um, wins. And, <clears throat> uh, you know, this is just a spot. Miami's not going to have a slip-up game in, in, in this spot because this is what they do. They beat up teams like this. And, uh, you know, yeah, that, that, that's basically – I don't have much else on this. It's a great spot for Miami. It's a great spot that Vegas is coming in fat and happy. And I like – you know, unless this – well, it's trending that way. I would play this up to what it is right now, 13 and a half. That's pretty much my limit. I've got a ticket on at 12 and a half. It was, or it was less than that earlier in the week. So it's hit that breaking point, which is, which is worrisome. If it ticks to 14, I'm going to pause. But at – at anything under 14, I'm good with. What do you got? All right, so on this one, the numbers are split. Again, that's the thing. Like, it's a huge, like, any other time, numbers would all be on <laughs> Vegas. This yeah. is too big. Nah, nah, they're split. Uh, the buckets, though, Miami, 71% EV here on uh, Miami. So, huge fucking bucket advantage there. But Miami is coming off the bar, and they're the home favorite, 70, 81, and 7 since, 2000 and, or, or since 2012. So not a great spot to be in coming off the bar. You know, the theory is fat and happy. You've been at home, kind of like a day school, trying to get back into the rhythm. Come yeah. out a little sleepy. Generally, you just don't cover. You, I mean, it's well unless less you're a, Unless you're a Ferrari and you've been cooped up in that garage. <sighs> Which is definitely possible. Uh, and I've got another trend that will go against that and support uh, your side for Miami. So, since 2007, teams coming off 10 or more days rest versus a team with less than 7 days rest. And the rested team averages 31 or more points per game, so to your Ferrari theory. And the less rested team averages less than 24. It's 12-4-1 ATS with a plus 6.79 ATS margin and 17 and 0 straight up. So if you do have Miami left in your survivor, I would suggest using them here. And and you know, A Chain is is back in practicing. Uh, will he play? I don't know, but um yeah, this uh this this Ferrari is ready to get out and purr. All right, moving on. It was those Carolina Panthers. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. All right, so I want to mention this first. When so we always look at uh, in May, uh, the Westgate Supergate puts or West Jesus Christ, 
Westgate Superbook puts out lines for every single game for the entire season. They do this in late May. We keep a copy of that. We've got a lot of data off that. Got some really good buckets off that. They've done us very well this season already. And But just for shits and giggles, Longhorn, what do you think the spread was on this game when it dropped in the third week of May, Dallas at Carolina? I would say Cowboys minus six and a half. I think that would be a fair guess. What was it? Cowboys minus four. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. They're now minus ten and a half. My fucking God. <laughs> that Bryce Young hype, dude. They're over under oh, was what, yeah. seven and a half? That's true. I forgot. Oh, fuck. I forgot. It. Yeah, he was Bryce pretty high. Bryce was that high. Oh. Yeah. Um, you ready for me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, great setup, but I love Carolina here. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just fucking too many. And I don't know if you were leaning that way, like you're saying that's too many points or, or, or what you were getting at, but I love Carolina. I was just trying to point out the fact that the Bryce Young – like it's, and we point this out every preseason. Every time you get a rookie quarterback – the fucking we always bet the under on the total. Like it's just always way too high. Too high. Oh yeah. Big time. Uh but you know also it's too high. The love for Dallas on the road. That's what's too fucking high also, because we've had what well, we've learned about Dallas, and we pretty much learn this every year. I don't know why we don't just start off knowing this. It would be make our lives a lot easier. But Dallas kills teams at home. They kill their division. Usually, um, Usually at home, but sometimes the shitty ones they'll go on the road and kick the shit out of them too. No, it don't matter where they play. They fucking Dak owns that goddamn division. That's true. That's true. They just don't kill Philly, but yeah, they, they usually kill everybody else. Um But on the road is where they have their troubles. And if you just look at this year, the only road game that they won so far hold on. Or, or no, no, they've won road games, but they have uh, struggled to win. They don't, they don't blow teams out. Besides the Giants, they won Week One at the Giants, forty to fucking nothing. That's division. Throw that out. Uh, you Would take you other- consider that a blowout? Though <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and call that a blowout. And, okay, and, and lean that way. They went at the Cardinals and lost. They mm. went, they went at San Francisco. That Fran. was with Kyler Murray, though, right? No, they oh. went at at San Fran. Got the doors blown. Fine, San Fran's a really good team. Whatever. They went at the Chargers, one by three. It was a tough, tough game. We, but they we, covered. That's fine, but we see the Chargers are not a very good team. So so they, they struggled. They went, uh, let's see, home. They went at Philly and lost. And then they came back home last week, won, the, uh, won against the Giants, blew their doors off. Now going back on the road. They Look, long story short, they don't do – they don't overperform on the road. They don't overperform on the road. And I'm looking at the tickets, uh, the cash and tickets split. We got 80% of the tickets coming in on Dallas and 60% of the cash coming in on Carolina. Everything points to Carolina here to me. I will be on Carolina. I love they put it at 10 and a half in the contest. That, I'm telling you right now, spoiler alert, that's one of my picks. All right. Well, the numbers agree with you and the buckets agree with you. 58 EB on Carolina. Now, I had Carolina definitely circle for my contest. However, as I dug into this, I cooled on it a little bit. And I was, and I agreed directionally with everything that you said. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to talk through what I dug through. 
Now, we talked about the Cal's problems after the Philly loss on the Monday recap that week. And, that, look, man, that was a good game, and they could have easily won it. You know, bad coin flip going against them. That's fine. And we've talked about the Cowboys being bullies in this situation. But what I don't think that we've talked about is the fact that since the Cal's bye week, McCarthy has basically just decided to abandon the fucking running game. So since that time, their bye week was week seven, they are passing at 9.9% more than expected by situation. So in other words, what that's saying is, in situations where the other leagues are running the ball, the Cowboys are running it 10% less. And in that same time, Dak leads the league in passing yards, touchdowns, and EPA. Now, bigger picture, I don't think that's a good thing because the one good team they played in those three weeks since the bye was Philly, and they lost. Again, good game. Could have went either way. But in the playoffs, playoffs, everybody is fucking good. And you're going to have to go on the road. And apparently you're going to try to win games without even attempting to have a running game. But for this game, I think it's the perfect fucking game plan for blowing out a dead team in Carolina. I expect to see Cooper Rush out there slinging around again on Sunday to be, at some point, to be honest. And then I have this, and this would have made the uh, numbers get pick of the week, but I'll explain why it didn't in a second. So since, and this this one actually makes game sense if you think through it. So since 2012, if a team's penalty yards were more than double that of their opponents in the previous game, and they still won and covered. The spread by more than 10. So in other words, you had more than double the penalty yards of your opponent and you still kicked the shit out of them. Even ATS, kicked the shit out of them. And then you are 10 point or more faves again the next week. So again, it just it means you're a really good team and you're playing another fucking tomato can. 13-0 straight up, winning by 19.5 points per game, 10-3 ATS with an ATS margin of plus 6.5 points. But... The reason why I didn't make the numbers get pick of the week is because every one of those games were at home. So this is on the road, to your point. So this is a new element. But if you think through that, what it's telling you is, because I think the Giants had like seven penalty yards and the Cowboys had like 89, and they won by a million. Mm-hmm. So when you're that good of a team and you're playing teams that are that desperate part of you, which Vegas tells you, right, that's, that's what the spread, that's what the spread part of the trend tells you, Vegas says, hey, this team can't compete with this team. We're 10 or more favorites. They just kick the shit out of them. They they just wipe them out. So, again, uh, if you didn't use the Cowboys last week in your Survivor, probably mm-hmm. a good week to use them here. Uh, but I won't go with the Cowboys, definitely, because, uh, again, I'm not going to go against uh, Carolina with the numbers and the buckets being on their side. So I'm still leaning Carolina. Kind of in the contest, but I've definitely cooled at them since digging through and finding that. All right. All right, moving on. Those San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> oh, they're a treat. And they're 11 and a half point home favorites over the Tampa Baker mm-hmm. Buccaneers. Yeah, we can use this as a time saver because uh, this dead number, I've got really no interest in this game unless it ticks up or down a certain way and it seems to be just stuck there at 11 and a half which i've never seen an 11 have you ever seen 11 and a half 
don't think I've ever seen that. Not as a closing number, no, sir. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, where it's at, I've got no interest. Uh, it's a... It, it has all the characteristics of a game that Baker can backdoor at that with that huge number with the, the offensive weapons that he has on the outside. And, and outside of last week against Jacksonville, San Fran has shown the ability to get uh, passed on this year and scored on. But, you know, they've made some additions at the pass rush recently and they've got all the weapons back so i'm not interested in trying to in trying to do that either so I, I won't be playing this game this is one of the games i don't like at all so what do you got yeah i that was my initial thought but after digging into it so um san fran has a slight well slight it's really a no call by the buckets it's a disagreement on the numbers there, there's nothing here uh data wise to tell me that but the exact same trend I just mentioned with Dallas, San Fran has it as well. So, uh, and they are at home. So there is zero chance I could ever play Tampa Bay here. I might throw San Fran in just because I think at that number, the dead number, there won't be a lot of interest in playing it. So could be a good uh, get That's there. True. And like I said, there's no way I could play Tampa Bay uh, because – Generally, if San Fran starts to grind on you like that and they get you in obvious passing situations, you're not backdooring against them. That that's just not what that's not what happens. The pass rush starts to get after you. Now with the addition of Chase Young, who, you know, he, I think he had I don't know how many hits or pressures last week, and then you got that frees up both on the other side. Mm-hmm. It's become nasty. They got that Ohio State connection. They do. They definitely do. And now. I'll say this, if Tampa can get out and get on the board early and make this a football game, then, yeah, all bets are off. But if San Fran starts out, rough shot over them, and it's Baker having to drop back all the time, we know what Baker does. He's going to throw a fucking pick. He's going to have a sack fumble. There's going to be a defensive touchdown. This is going to get real fucking ugly, real fucking fast. So zero chance to go back Tampa Bay here. I can only lean to San Fran. And it is a lean, but I definitely only lean to San Fran. It's getting late early around here. Getting late early. Oh, that Yogi Bear. <laughs> All right, moving on. Those Los Angeles Rams. They are hosting those Seattle Seahawks. And they are one-point home dogs. Yeah, I got no feeling this one. I, I word is Stafford's going to play. And what is the <clears> – <throat> isn't this the, the – um, in this division, the NFC West – What's the weird dynamic with like one team like like San Fran owns X but but X owns San Fran like- owns the Rams but the well when Coach Bro was there Arizona owns San Fran but Seattle's not wrapped up into into that 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 thing because because no. okay I thought I thought there were I could swear there was one with the Rams and the Seahawks but. I don't remember for sure. I have to check into it, but uh, I don't have a feel for this one at all. If Stafford's in, then at basically a pick them. There's a chance that Seattle, the Seattle might be kind of fraudulent. I mean, their their point differential for the season is negative one, basically a, a wash, and the Rams are right behind them at, at minus twenty six. Now that's not right behind them, but they've been without their starting quarterback for several weeks, so that tells me that. If Stafford played the entire year like Geno has for the Seahawks, who's the better team? I'm not. I'm not so sure. There's a big difference, um, and you got the home team. I just. I'm gonna lean to the Rams, but I don't have a huge feel on this one. Yeah, sorry, I was trying to pull that up, or as you were 
talking. Uh, yeah. I'll pull it up in a second. Okay. So uh, the numbers on this one is a no call on on the game as it is the spread. The buck is a huge lean, seventy percent EV on the Rams here, uh, and then the Rams. But the Rams are in a bad spot on home dog after a buy. 23, 29, and 1. But I started looking to that as well. And division dogs, when they're coming off. Oh, sorry, this is the same. Okay. So the Rams fall into the same uh, trend that uh, Tennessee did. The 91.2% trend plus 904 ATS margin. Yeah. And then also on, on top of that, since 2020, division home dogs versus an opponent. Coming off a loss versus a team off of a win as a favorite, which that is Seattle, and it's week six or later, 16-4-1 ATS to the home division dog plus 5.29 ATS margin. I love, love, love the fucking Rams here. Mm. They went and cleaned their clock <clears throat> in fucking Seattle earlier. Look, man, we saw what we saw what Seattle did last year. It started good. They fucking faded. Why? Their quarterback is Geno fucking Smith. All right? Look, I know Geno's been better than a bust that he was in New York. That's great. That's great. But he's still Geno fucking Smith. And the Rams have to have this fucking game. They know they have to have this game. They're coming off a bye. McVay should have these guys fucking ready. I Yeah, I, it's it's definitely fucking Rams are passed for me. Hey, yo, it's me, Geno. Hey, yo, it's me, Geno. That's what he sounds like, probably. Yeah, probably so. All right, moving on. <laughs> it's those, oh, let's go buff. Oh, Buffalo. Mm. Jesus. Yep. Seven point, though. Home favorites of those New York J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, buff- Buffalo's got me kicking cats over here and, and just, just doing all. <laughs> doing all good. Look, there's a chance that Buffalo is broken. Um, this is only week t- going into week 11. Um, so I don't like to jump the gun on things like this, you know, uh, this early in the season, be, at least not with good teams and, and teams with good uh, quarterbacks or quarterbacks that have shown they're good in the past uh, because teams can change it around. Like I've seen it, you know, the many years we've been watching football much later in the season than this, like like one or two weeks before the playoffs start, a team would look dead and then, you know, we've seen it. We've seen the Giants nine and seven sneak into the playoffs and go on a magical run. We see it all the time. So I'm not, I'm not here to say Denver or uh, Buffalo is dead and, and broken for the rest of the year, but it's not looking good. They're firing coordinators for uh, special teams, debacles and overall poor performance uh, by the, by the, by the team. But <sighs> I, I, God damn it. I had, I, I hate the jets so much, but they're making me fucking do this at fucking seven points. That shitty ass Wilson quarterback. I, I, what else can I do here? But I have to take the Jets. I have to. It's it is a bounce back spot for the Buffalo Bills. Should be, um, but I just don't like the way they're looking right now. I don't like the the dumbass quarterback for for the Bills. Allen. He will not take the easy throw. He won't fucking do it. He for whatever reason he just keeps chunking the ball. I'm gonna fire this football over the mountains. And I maybe firing the offensive coordinator. I'd getting a different message. Somebody else saying, "Hey, big dummy, take the take the easy five yards." Like we saw Tom Brady make a goddamn twenty year career of dumping the fucking ball down 
and matriculating the ball down the field and then da- and then throwing the dagger at the end when you get towards the the uh, the red zone. Yeah, or, so I, I hate that narrative because his average fucking a dot was always like in the top eight. Every you know, fucking you know year. how you get that average day dot, uh, a dot by taking the easy ones and bringing the defense up. So yeah, not, I mean, yeah. He, when when the throw was there, he made it. Yes, I'm not saying he was checked down, Charlie. I'm saying when when they're flooding the yeah, back yeah, end, you. you take the easy one. When they creep up because you're killing them underneath, you you stick it in their ass down the field. So I mean, he's just why is he that dumb? I don't get it. But and and why are they making me take the Jets? I hate the Jets. They're giving me uh actually that was the, that was the first super contest loss. So they're they're not on my naughty list or anything yet. But uh, I hate having to take the fucking Jets. But it's a good number. It's a division dog. Um, both teams are desperate, so there's nothing, no advantage there. But yeah, I'm gonna be on the Jets, and I'm gonna fucking hate it, Bosevas. All right, sorry, I'm still on this. Um, Seattle. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out when McVay when did when did he become the 17. Okay, so I've, I need to back that up one year. Give me two seconds, boys and girls. Yeah, let me tell you more about how much I hate the Jets and and uh, tell him about it. And Zach Wilson, his the only good thing Zach Wilson has ever done was pop out of his beautiful mama's vagina. That's probably going to be his shining moment as a um, as a as a uh, if I if I ran it enough, do you have it over? Yeah, the best thing I think we could do is pop into his mama's vagina. All right, so since 2017, McVay got there. Obviously, fucking sneaky Pete's been there the whole time. Nine and five straight up, nine and five ATS for the Rams. Average line minus half a point. This line is one. Average total forty-seven and a half. This is forty-six and a half. So sixty-four percent covering for Sean McVay and a plus five point six eight ATS margin. Even more reason for me to love my fucking oh, Rams this week. And they're plus one. So uh, add them. And no, we can't add the sound but i'm gonna add them to my sounder list so so just just for the record put lar as a sounder on the official list all right lar <clears throat> sounder got it down all right, all right as far as the buffalo jets game i don't give a fuck and we're moving on <laughs> okay. all right uh get back to my other screen here okay we're moving on to oh those denver broncos two and a half point Home favorites over those Minnesota Vikings. Yep, looks another game that I really like. Everyone loves the Dobbs story. I love the Dobbs story. I love watching him play football. Um, and Minnesota has won, what is it, five straight? What, what are they five at? straight. Five fucking, fucking games. straight. But I, I, I'm sorry, no, I'm going to keep, I'm going to fade him. I'm going to fade him one more time. This is going on the road to altitude on to a Denver team that all of a sudden, you know, the Sean Payton fact. Uh, the Sean Payton factor is settling in. He shit canned a bunch of people that weren't his type of players. Got rid of them. Got the cancer out of the locker room, and now everything's coming Randy together. Gregory. <laughs> well, it wasn't just him. He's made he's made more moves than that. But things are starting to come together, and um, the Dobbs love again. I I like the story too. He's still only two and nine as a starter. So let's not get fucking crazy here. Um, it, th- this one, I love this game. This is a no brainer for me. Um, so dome team on the road with all that fucking hype on a winning streak. That's going to, this is the NFL. That's not going to just keep on going. And, um, and, and it's under three points. Love Denver. What do you got? Yep. I am with you. Uh, the numbers are split on this one. The buckets 
53 EV on Denver. So slight lean there. Look, man, I think I said about two months ago on this podcast, Denver was going to go and run and win 10 games, and they are on their way. So let's let's ride. And, and last thing, I, this is a good uh, – I'm going to try to catch the middle here. I'm going to be teasing up Minnesota plus 8.5. Uh, Denver's not a team that can run away from anybody, so it's I'm going to catch that middle. Yeah, I don't hate that either. All right, moving on. Oh, it's Monday Night Football. Oh, it's the game. I like, look, every once in a while, boys and girls, every once in a while, the NFL gets it right. Which, mm-hmm. Look, man, they set the schedule up to try to get it right. They're like you and I and everybody else. Shit happens. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Dogs and cats start living together. Whatever. Yeah. But, oh, baby, do we got a fucking game on Monday. The world champion Kansas City Chiefs are hosting the people they beat for the world championship somehow. <laughs> Those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. They are consensus two and a half point home favorites. That's actually the only last, the Super Bowl last year, that's the only time we've ever lost a Super Bowl since we've been doing this. So, yeah, that's a special uh that loss holds a special oh, a kick place. In the dick. Yeah, yeah, we were on the right side more than likely. But you know why we weren't on the right side? Because you don't go against Mahomes under three points. I said it on Monday. I'm never they were gonna... dogs. Oh, well, I forgot. I forgot about that. Um, Kansas City was dogs? I'm fairly certain. Well, actually, that counts too. You don't go uh, – Mahomes under three or a dog – you don't go against them. So it fall, it actually falls right into that. So uh, Except when they were two-and-a-half-point dogs to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and we went against them and we won handily. But okay. whatever. All right. Well, how many years ago was that? Two? No, not two. Not 20, two 21? Yeah, it was two. Right? I don't know. Look at the line on that game if you, <laughs> if you can because I – yeah, I'm not just going to take your word for it. Uh, but he, look, cl- classically, this is a smash spot for not only uh, Mahomes under three points or a dog, Andy Reid coming off extended rest. Um, now, I will say this. This is another classic middle spot that I'll be all over. I talked about that on Monday, too. I like Philly tees up to eight and a half because as good as Mahomes is when he's when the line is under three, when the line is three or more, and he's a favorite, he's thirty-five and forty ATS. So this is this lands perfectly. Don't be surprised if you see Minnesota and Philadelphia packaged together in the teasers up to eight and a half together. Um, but yeah, love love Kansas City to cover this game. Love them to win this game. What do you got? I need you to keep talking. That's what oh, need. sorry. Well, you have the magic of the edit button later in yeah. uh, in post production if you need to. So don't forget about that. All right, I'll come back to that in a second. Uh, okay, so it is a no-call of our power rankings. Shocker that Vegas put <laughs> the most highly bet game, which will be. First of all, it's, mo- it's Monday night. So Monday night's generally a higher bet game anyway, and then you put these two teams in the mix, it's a no-fucking-brainer. This, this is going to bring in a fucking fortune into Vegas. So... <laughs> No chance they were ever going to lay a disparate number or anything to give anybody any advantage. But, however, the buckets are on Philadelphia. 65-35 EV on Philadelphia. Hmm. And then there's the spot. So both these teams are coming up a buck. 
Bad spot for Kansas City. Home favorite, 70, 81, and 7. Philadelphia, away dog. The only good spot to be off a bye, 60, 51, and 1. Now, I found a trend on this that has to do with first down percentages and delta points scored. And Kansas City City does fall into that situation, though, so this helps you out. There's only ever been six. I'm not again. I'm not going to bore everybody with everything that went into it. But there's only been six times that this has ever happened, and five only five since two. Well, almost all of them since 2012. So almost all recently. And overall, those teams are six and zero straight up, and ATS with a plus 15.75 ATS margin. Look, man, I want to go Philly. Uh, I wanted to go Philly at three. That really makes it tough. And the really I think the biggest reason why I wanted to go Philly just off the jump of it was again, we think back to that, and I go, I know it's a Super Bowl. I know it's different. And I wouldn't I'm never, ever, 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 ever going to bet against Patrick Holmes in the Super Bowl ever again. It's I'm <laughs> I'm at the Brady point with him. Yeah. I just I'm not I'm not gonna bet against him in the, well, and the playoffs he's been pretty good, but yeah. But in the regular season, he can be had, but you broke down the situations very beautifully. So, again, this is a situation where he generally is not had. And that trend right there hurts that too. And the fact that – but the reason why I liked Philly, I'll just give that reason, is because, again, if you look at what was going on in the Super Bowl, the reason why I like Philly in the Super Bowl, they're just a better football team. And if you think about where we started out this year, thinking about these teams – I know I've been higher on Philly than you since since the start of the season. However, what I said to start the season was in the preseason podcast, Philly was not going to be any better than what they were. You can't be any better than what they were. They were one of the best statistically, I mean, teams really of the last decade. So you're not going to get any better than that. That was my whole handicap on them. Now, what I said was I still believe they're going to be a really good team. I still believe they're going to be basically the same team, just a little less luck, whatever you want to say, maybe a few more injuries, which they've had, blah, 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 blah. Shit just doesn't go that well for you year over year in the NFL. So I thought their win total would come down, which I still believe that it will. But I said that they're still better than Dallas. They still should win the division. That's holding true so far. Now, I don't know if they're better than Dallas, but they definitely do have the advantage uh, right now going into the division. But then with Kansas City, we both were a little down on them, and we've been proven to be right. They're not anywhere close to, you know, where they were. Now, if you said, is Kansas City close to where they were last year at this time? Yeah, actually, they're almost exactly where they were last year at this time, which is scary for everybody in the AFC. Mm-hmm. So, like you like you said earlier, teams go on runs, they get better, blah, blah, blah. And you got, fi- you got fucking Patrick Mahomes, so I'm not counting them out. In fact, they're they're probably exactly where they want to be at this point. That's very Patriot-like, very uh, Brady-like. But at their apex, which that was Kansas City's apex, they were in no class as good as the Eagles at that Super Bowl. Now, they did win. The game went how it went. If fucking, you know, Hurst doesn't have that pump, fumble six before the half, before, I mean, Kansas City couldn't even move the ball. You know, that game probably turns out differently, obviously. Well, obviously. But it didn't. Now we look at it going forward. Well, Philly's not as good as they were last year, numbers-wise, but they're still really good, and they're still better than Kansas City. They just fucking are. So 
again, the reason why I like them in the game is because they're just the better football team. Now, does that matter on any given Sunday? No, of course not. But if we're handicapping the same way we handicapped the Super Bowl, well, now I'm getting points with the better team. I know it's on the road, and that's what makes it different. It's not a neutral site, so I get that. But at the same time, this line says that these teams are equal, or even Kansas City might be a smidge better. They're not. They're just fucking not. And that's that's what that's the reason why I like Philadelphia. They're now, just not until they will be when the clock hits zero. I mean, they can win. I mean, Philly beat Dallas, <laughs> and I'm still not sure that Philly's better than Dallas. I'm still not sure that Philly is. So, and Kansas City can win, and I still won't be sure they're better than Philadelphia. And Philadelphia can win. I mean, like, yeah, they won, but they didn't play very well. So maybe they're not as good as I thought, or whatever, whatever the situation, however it plays out. Anyway, I can't go against the buckets on this one, but also I cannot be as strong on Philly as I was going to be going into the week after digging into it. Also, look. We've seen Kansas City at max motivation, and we've seen them again. And one of the bigger trends that I looked up that I didn't even bring up was them versus non-playoff teams and playoff teams. And versus non-playoff teams, they are horseshit against the spread, like literal horseshit. But against playoff teams, they bring their fucking nuts. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Just, I'm interested to see what Hurts looks like running the ball coming off that um, extended rest because. If that's not going to get any better, then they're in a world of trouble going the rest of the year through the gauntlet they're about to go through. So that's a yeah. This is a, a this factor. is a start. That's that's a that's another that's another thing that had me love in Philadelphia is the fact that they know that this is the start of a huge stretch of their schedule, and this is a Kansas City team that right now Longhorn you'd have to say, like you talked about their offense earlier, not nearly as good. This is a wounded Kansas City team. You know, fucking wounded. Wounded is the fact that like they they can't just go out there and do what they normally do and put up thirty five points and just kind of. Oh, I know they're better. They're better because they can just beat you on defense, and they still got Mahomes on the other side in a close game. Yeah, I mean they they could be. They could be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's just the it's they're they're a different. They're not the Kansas City team that we've seen the last. You know, every time they've been good is high offense. This is just a different Kansas City team where they win with defense. It's a different version, but like I said, they're exactly where they were. Like last year, their offense was outpacing their defense at this point, and they were uh, still around the same. Like I said, numerically around the same team, but this year, yeah, you're right. The de- and that and that's what makes them to me going forward even more fucking dangerous is that if if this offense can catch up to this defense. Then everybody can just they might as well just fucking go home. Everybody no, can just it go won't. home. It won't because there's the players that got are, are not going to get any better and the trade deadlines pass. So it it is what it is at this point. They're just going to win low, you know, relatively low scoring for them games with defense and a quarterback that's not going to make the big mistake at the end and and possibly win you a game with with you know lesser talent offensively than he's had in the past. Okay, it was it was okay. Close at Philly minus one. So. I guess we got a bad number. I think we laid two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. And that was on a neutral field, so that was Philly one point better, which ne- – Never know. again. Never again. No, never again unless Tom Brady comes back. 
All right, boys and girls, that was all. Then when it's coming to the air tonight, bye bye. Longhorn, it is the time everybody's been waiting for. It's time for those free. I said free picks of the week. Lay it on them, baby. All right, the NFL free pick of the week. And we got to get back on that winning uh, free pick train. We went 0-2 last week. I don't even remember the last time Ropes. we did that. That's, that's, that's probably been years since we did the 0-2. But with that said, the NFL free pick is going to be Kansas City. Minus 2.5 um, for the official free pick now the podcast only free pick i built a little uh parlay money line parlay besides uh, I, t- I took all my sounders so i took pittsburgh green bay and the rams on the money line and i threw in the arizona cardinals plus five as the danger zone that four team parlay pays 15 to one and again that is pittsburgh green bay and the rams on the money line and arizona cardinals plus five Oh, love it. Love it. All right. College free pick of the week. We're going to go with those Utah State Aggies. <clears throat> it's the Aggies that didn't fire their head coach this week. And they're playing a Boise State team that did just fire their head coach for the <laughs> first time in midseason in school history. Now, in NFL, this is something we love to pounce on for the first game bump up. But in college, that is not how that works, boys and girls. When coaches get fired, the kids immediately start thinking about the transfer portal and their next landing spot. Utah State, meanwhile, has been exceeding expectations all season. Six and four ATS, and since conference play started, four and two ATS in conference. This is a program on the rise. They are one win, Longhorn away, from going bowling. And this is the night that they get it. So go ahead and sprinkle Ooh. on that money line. And in fact, that will lead us to the pizza money parlay. You're going to take those Utah State Aggies plus 145. You're going to take the Cincinnati Bearcats plus 200. And you're going to take those UTEP Miners plus 245 all on the money line. And that is going to pay you 24 to 1, baby. Mm, that sounds pretty good to me, man. That's a pretty good to me, man. All right. What else sounds pretty good, Longhorns? That fabulous website. Tell them about it. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up award-winning episode number... 168. 168, he says. All right, fact-check him, see if he's right. Um, don't forget, if you email in info at thefootballgloryhole.com, info at thefootballgloryhole.com, and you ask for those half-season prizes, prices, the discount prices, we'll get back to you on a number that works for you over there and because uh, we are running, we're running out, you know? This this is we're going into week eleven in the NFL. We've got you know Thanksgiving coming up. This is going to be the end of the college football season. But don't worry because there is a shit ton of bowl games coming up, and my buddy likes to bust up those bowls and rapid fire just just every day knocking out a pick, knocking out a pick. So uh, so a lot of football left to to have and a lot of wins to still get. So email in if you want to get in on the second half action uh don't forget to subscribe to the podcast football glory hole podcast share it with all your friends check out the website we still have weekly and monthly tabs if you want to check on that for college or nfl if you do any of these things we become partners for life and that is in a mostly non-sexual way 
People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us up, baby.